and James? I don't. I'm Bartles. Oh, you're freezing. No, no, I just... Oh. I, I thought I didn't have to say that I was James because people could figure it out by deduction. <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And glad to talk about another exciting episode of Thought Spiral. This was test show number 268. And yeah. boy, boy, was it a barn burner. It was. It was mainly uh, kind of uh, going over the experience of uh, doing the state of the industry address. And uh, as Josh has said before, that he likes things about process. This kind of was that in yeah. this episode. And, and I liked that. I kind of like how we're a show talking about a show talking about a show at this point. It's yeah, we are we're in an MC Escher drawing here, <laughs> and not one of those millennial ones MC Escher. Uh, for those who haven't heard it, get on YouTube and find Andy Kindler's State of the Industry Address. It's it's a solid thirty minutes. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I have to say, I, uh, I've i seen, I've listened to maybe four, maybe five of these. And, and the ones when he's in person are better, but, but it was still really solid. The, the hologram was not what I expected. I expected something green, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looked it looked excellent. It, it it was it was close enough that an audience willing to suspend their disbelief would say, yeah. Yeah, "Andy Kendler's real." <laughs> yeah, it was strong stuff. I guess there was a time lag because of weather that kind of made the uh, the banter with Bob Odenkirk not work. But I I cannot imagine having to wait. Three or four seconds for to to tell if a joke landed or not. I cannot imagine what that was like. Yeah, especially you know in comedy when you're doing stand up, you know a second feels like an hour. <laughs> you're yes. just hyper aware of time and <laughs> and noise. So yeah, that would be extra extra tough. I don't know if you ever saw this because it wasn't on the air for very long, uh, but uh, the local AM talk radio station uh, 20 years ago decided, well, let's give Argus Hamilton a show. And oh, no. I, I, I've, I've given Argus the biz before, but Argus decided that he was going to do his monologue at the start of this radio show <laughs> with absolutely no audience. <laughs> and he couldn't handle it. He it, it, he acted like he was bombing after every single joke because there was no one responding. <laughs> so 
when Argus Hamilton had that column with his topical jokes, did yes. that come to your paper? Yes. Uh, wow. So was it like just him reading that? Reading yeah, it was his basically column? reading that day's column. Yeah. And, but you then... know, it was Lewinsky jokes. It, yeah. Just typical Argus. Yes. But I, I loved... I loved hearing him bomb through no fault but his own. <laughs> I, I kind of want to dig those up now. <sighs> well, before we get into the meat of it, how have you been? Well, okay, but today, um, so yesterday I cleaned out a bunch of files off my computer, like, a bunch of stuff I didn't need and uh, somehow deleted my manuscript I'm working on. Oh. And there's a few recovery files, but it's, it's like a third. And so basically I've, I've lost over a month's work oh, just God. by mistake. Cause I emptied my trash can and it's all my fault. And it makes me, it, it's really, uh, thrown me off today but um i'm just going to take it as a as kind of a, a good reset and uh and just proceed like like it's just a, a you know just a pit stop so but Jeez. man i was are, so you, are you the kind of person that does a first draft second draft anyway yeah yeah i do that but this but this one i have gone back and worked on the drafts and basically, this was like a third draft of, you know, 75% of a novel. Ugh. So, so it's, it's a bummer. But, hey, there's worse problems out there, I guess. I suppose. I suppose. How are you? How's well, you? okay, I'm down with a nasty case of poison ivy. On both arms and my neck and other places, and yeah, it yeah, it doesn't stop. <laughs> and I, I'm at the point where, you know, just to be a polite member of society, I'm wearing long sleeves until yeah. this clears up. But I'm working outside in 100 degrees in long sleeves at this point. Ugh. That's terrible. So, and your COVID uh, is over? You're yeah, recovered? My, COVID, my COVID is over. Uh, we've got some family members with it right now that are dealing with that. Um, Jeez. They didn't get it from me, so. Uh, it's unrelenting. Know, it's all about me, so. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, COVID's over, and I'm just doing the, uh, doing the poison ivy. Yeah, I had it a couple of summers ago. When I was working the census, I was an intrepid hunter for a house that was on this map that wasn't there and got it that way. And yeah, I wish that Poison Ivy had a sense of propriety and, you know, would stop at the knees or, you know, may maybe the thighs. But boy, uh -huh. it don't. It, it don't. don't. It's no good. Oh, I hated it. I, I did. I did get a good joke out of the poison. Okay, what is? I I, I 
tweeted this the other day that uh, as terrible as my first case of poison ivy this summer was, the second one is somehow worse. The Alyssa Milano effect. <laughs> I don't get it, but... Uh, Alyssa Milano was in the movie Poison Ivy 2, which oh. was somehow even worse than the original Poison Ivy. The original. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, I made a <laughs> okay, joke. Okay, now that's it. strong. I love it. I love it. The first movie I worked on, Alyssa Milano was on, and oh, she really? walked off set. She walked off set before her. She was supposed to. That's all I remember. Wow. Yeah. Terrible movie, but we won't go into that. Mm. Poison Ivy 2 is, uh, is this is Spinal Tap compared to this movie. Oh, my goodness. I didn't want to say Citizen Kane, so I just came up. Thank you for picking something that I've actually watched instead of just told people that I've watched. That's very popular. Ah, oh, you need to see Sea Kane. It's good. Uh, I, I'm not a movie guy. It's It's got humor. That's the thing about Citizen Kane, is there are laughs in it. And, uh, yeah, it's not a ponderous, self-important movie. It moves, it grooves, um, it's entertaining, and then, you know, and then it's got a wallop of an ending. Yeah, is there a colorized version, at least, that I can oh, watch? You son. <laughs> Alabama for you. Hey, Ted Turner lived right next door. Colorization was the way of the future. <laughs> Colorization put the highways, kept the highways paved. <laughs> Do you remember that set of billboards that uh, a, one of the soulless oil companies put out a few years ago that was this uh, the Huck Finn looking kid standing next to a farmhouse and it says, oil and gas revenues pay for my education. Oh, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Our state is uh yeah. But this isn't a wine about Oklahoma. This is this is not spiral about thought spiral. Yeah, oh, yeah, a, we need this is a worldwide show, man. Yeah. Hey, welcome to Not Spiral. I'm Wampus Reynolds. And I'm the other one. I'm James. <laughs> ah, yeah, I messed I messed it up. I messed up timing on that. Let, let, let's do that one quick. Hi, welcome to Non-Spiral. I'm... And I'm Dan. Wait. Wait. Okay. Oh, great. Now my clients yes. are fine. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Honestly, uh, if they haven't found me from Wheel of Randy, they ain't working at this point. Yeah. This is the weeds. So, yeah, um, they talked about the process. Uh, they kind of went over jokes. It reminded me the time uh, when there have been roasts like roast battles, which, uh, you know, have been popular in the local scene. Mm -hmm. And that's the time when um, we would write jokes for each other and we'd go over them after. And, and it's, you know, it's one of the most fun things that you do with other people in stand up. And yeah, it reminded me of that. Um, 
I, I do like that they both had a very positive experience with Howie Mandel. Yes. He, he, he seemed like a, a gentleman. He seemed like a good sport. There were a yeah. few jokes directed his way. He took yeah. it well. And, yeah, when we were talking about Andy's speech, I think the reason that he's gotten away with this for 25 years is, you know, ultimately the biggest punching bag in his speech is himself. Right. And uh, yeah, it, it makes it, yeah, it makes it makes the punches land in a more meaningful way, I guess. When, uh, when you can see that, he knows that he's not he's not talking down to punch right it's almost like what a ridiculous business we're in it's what's a ridiculous business and uh you know and it's the emperor wears no clothes he's he's going after the self important people on that note i thought that the crowd was a little more pro Chappelle than i think when 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 he he did that great line about Chappelle being mean Jesus, uh, nobody reacted. Yeah, I think he needed a tag on that to really illustrate what he meant. Mm-hmm. Um, it you know it really came through in that natural conversation he and Josh had, um, just saying he's mean G- Jesus. It you need a little setup or a little follow-up to, to really make it land. So that I think that's why I don't think they were really, Oh no, don't talk about our baby Dave, you know? <laughs> so yeah, that's in fact, my favorite Andy state of the industry. I remember the thing he's done was when he really dug in and explained why Jerry Seinfeld uh, complaining that he can't, do play at campuses anymore mm-hmm. and and his the reason is you know they didn't like his gay french king bit and the, the way andy just focused all you know and you know beat by beat this thing and why it's ludicrous yeah i think it was him at his best I loved, loved, loved the line. It didn't get a lot of laughs. I loved the line that said, the only thing that comics fear more than rejection is approval. Yeah. (laughs) The strong. That blew me away. Because I I, I went down a a thought spiral uh, after hearing that and realizing, yeah, it's it's so easy to get an ego boost when when people react well, um, and the danger behind it is that you're not um, they're not reacting to you out of any sense of of uh, vulnerability. You know, being on stage yeah. is scary, but it's an act. It's it's this false sense of vulnerability, and when people get approval based on that, I think it's easy for them to go down the wrong road. It's very true. I, like I, spent, I spent a good hour on that sentence. It's written down here. So 
Oh, good. She is. Sorry. We were having some dog talk. Uh Um, Yeah, Uh, that's... uh, Tangential to that. Andy's imitation of his wife uh, had me in tears. Oh, which, what was that? Oh, Andy, I'm over here. I'm naked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he crossed a line he's never really uh, crossed before. Did, did not expect that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that. That tickled me as well. <laughs> now, let's pretend, Dan, that this thought spiral was someone's first thought spiral. Okay. And they they saw the state of the industry somehow and then wanted to check out more Kindler and they and they listened to the the long talk about it and then comes the intermission. What uh-huh. would this person with no context think about this song, you know, this ad hoc song written for like a Super Bowl show? Yeah, they it, it, it does this, they used to do the Super Bowl party and there was a song yeah. every year. This song lasted four minutes and 45 seconds. Now, this this would be the song if you were a DJ and, and you had to really go to the bathroom. You'd put it on mm-hmm. to allow yourself time to go and and not feel pressure to hurry. Right. But and this is, yeah, you just... There was, at least when he's done these Super Bowl songs before he's given us context yeah there's no context and uh yeah i think it would just uh confuse people yeah i you know i don't have a an answer or a suggestion i just have a complaint and uh (laughs) i just remembered that that intermission was not one of the best ones around and you're usually a fan of the intermission, so I'm sorry. To oh, huge that. fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've put out 267 of the, or 268. So obviously, you know, it's on the priority list for them, you know, number 11 out of eight or something. You know, they uh-huh. just, there's like no. Which one haven't we aired in a while? Yeah, and and there's no, there's no pressure, or there's no you know impetus to improve it. You know, Josh, over the years of this show, Josh has done things to to uh, shape it and it to its. You know, he's done these stingers, these bumps, and um, you know, maybe maybe at some point he he'll get around. But I, yeah, I just think it's. Uh, I think he knows it's just the point um, to mark that it's a different phone call and that um, anyone can forward through it if need be. Right. I think he'd be at peace with that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, it's, it's not the biggest deal and no one cares about this as you know, (laughs) as much as me and I don't care that much, you know? Right. I think what, what really, what I got most emotional about this episode, I found myself being so happy that Andy was happy. 
Yes. When when Vulture wrote nice things about it, uh, you really saw the other side of uh, 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 of a, a manic depressive situation. And it was really nice to see Andy be over the moon about something. Yeah. Um, I yeah, it was a great thing to hear that happiness, and then uh, when he. Josh and him talked about how they worked on it and and why it worked and and how they were both happy about the thing and how you know ultimately it's it's Andy's speech and uh, and you know, Josh did like you know bringing up the fact that it was more jokes of his that were quoted or whatever yeah the, uh, three <laughs> and to one and. Yeah, that it was, it was, yeah, it was a good demonstration of uh, what makes them work together well. And then, yeah, and then in the questions, I think it was Pickles or who asked, you know, what has made you happy lately? And Andy's right. like, well, I just got this review, you know. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was great to hear. Speaking of questions, we actually have a couple. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, real questions. Oh, good. Our first one comes from Heath. Your friend of mine, Heath. Good man. And he asks, do 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 what? This was a while ago. Who would win between every blue fictional character and every green fictional character? And I think... I think that we should should steal this and 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 see what Josh and Andy have to say about it. Well, Andy, I'll I'll play the part of Andy. Oh, oh, when you said Green, I thought you meant um, person with the last name of Green. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm not good at this. <laughs> okay. Um, we we do have follow up information. I asked okay. the situation, how depressed is Dr. Manhattan? And oh. Heath replied, in this scenario, Dr. Manhattan is evenly matched with the Philly fanatic. Oh. <laughs> so I think Dr. Manhattan is depressed, but then when you're depressed, you, you hang your head down. And when you're Dr. Manhattan and hang your head down, you see that free swinging unit you have and it makes you a little happier <laughs> it's uh yeah it's uh the po his posture's uh fix for his depression yeah blue's a tough one um jompy from peewee's playhouse would mm -hmm. probably be green green you would have to what, godzilla or hulk I, I suppose so. Uh, I, I I immediately thought of the Gang Green Gang from Powerpuff Girls. Oh, they're strong, yeah. Um, I saw the Powerpuff Girls movie in the theater. Ooh, and for a convoluted reason, um, but I'm I'm not going to get into. But I will say the funniest thing was it wasn't a crowded theater, but uh, when the Powerpuff Girls, something happened and they landed on the moon and were really sad and they were all crying. 
together like and then it, there's a little silence and we could hear like three or four kids all sitting together crying like that they just oh. cried <laughs> it was it was pretty amazing um yeah blue's a tough one though i'm thinking of blue things the weird elephant and uh return of the jedi that plays the keyboard yeah you have to be tough to be in a cantina band i'm sure fights are breaking out here and there i always wondered how he had the dexterity play that it looked like he it was more of a hoof based yeah appendages that he had there <laughs> well my uh suspension of disbelief is gone now <laughs> for those movies Damn. childhood <laughs> childhood ruined thanks well i think we've spent a lot of time on that question yes how about one from james l clark second let's hear it well can I, I don't know. I'll edit this out if we have to. Can we say f on this show? Uh, yeah. I'll mark as, as explicit. Okay. All right. Fuck Mary. Tim Conway. Ernie Goulardi. Penn Gillette. Who's Ernie Goulardi? Thank God you asked that. <laughs> I will look him up right now. Okay. I already have my candidate for kill, but are you looking? I am looking. Uh, he was what? Paul Thomas Anderson's father. Oh yeah, he was the announcer for Carol Bar Carol uh, Burnett show. Oh okay. Um. Um. Okay. Well. I, okay. You go first. I I don't really have a horse in this other than I I don't like Pendulette's smugness. It, it, it's like it's like Pendulette said, let's keep all the bad aspects of religion and get rid of anything that might be a social good. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. Okay, so um, I'm going to agree and just say kill Pendulette. Yeah. Um, and also in tribute to Arthur Hiller's last film, Pin and Teller get killed, which it was oh. such an odd final film for a uh, venerable Hollywood director. So, <laughs> just in honor of that. Um, so, I'll marry Ernie Gallardi. Uh, he seemed like a solid uh, Valley dad. Yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, and then make sweet sweet love to the hilarious Tim Conway I have my, my doubts about Tim Conway come, come from this about 10 years ago this was before I just gave in and said fine I'm teaching Sunday school from now on about 10 years ago I walked into my Sunday school class and the teacher well I didn't prepare anything so we're going to watch this video and it was this DVD called Thou Shalt Laugh. <laughs> it was Tim Conway and Victoria Jackson hosting the worst evangelical open mic you've ever seen. Ooh. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds choice. I mean, this was 
bargain bin at Mardell material. <laughs> Man, and that's saying something. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, I saw an old Saturday Night Live rerun recently. And Victoria Jackson was a solid cast member. Yes. She she did a great job. You know, what has happened after is what's happened after. But she she can be proud of her time there. Yeah. So there you go. I had no questions. I don't I don't think people understand why I'm asking for questions. <laughs> well, if you're listening to this. Uh, why don't you ask us a question for next week? Let's do a yeah. hashtag of hashtag rough draft 269. Yeah, that's yeah, would what you like that, be. or would you like 6269? Like, oh, no, no, let's let's do it right. All right, so bring us your pressing questions or requests for uh impersonations. That that hashtag is. Rough draft yeah. two six nine. Were there um, any questions? Were there any questions from uh, from the audience? Uh, any Tesho two sixty eight questions that that tickled you? Well, um, that pickles one. I was going to pose that to you. What has made you happy recently? Um. Uh, what's made me happy is is that. Uh, my uh, my daughter has moved back to the state. Um, oh, nice! From Texas to here, so a lateral move. But the 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 whole family's close together again. That's really nice. How about yourself? Um, I was asked uh, to do a comedy set soon, and I haven't been asked in a while, so that was very nice. Very good. Yeah. So that means I might even go to an open mic or two. Oh, but which which, which ones? I don't even know what open mics are um, friendly anymore. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. I'm going to have to research. Um, there's one on Monday that is late though. So we'll see. But I yeah. I might do that. And uh, and then. 